And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb, Lion, Ministry, and we're excited for today's program as we're going to talk about the lustful nation. So we ask that you stay tuned to today's program. And those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for giving us Ezekiel so that we can read about uh, what's going on not only 2,600 years ago, but the implications for it today. So we may understand your plan better and, of course, understand you better. We thank you for all who are tuned in. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless our time together. In your precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm, amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth We Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Our topic for today is that, that of the lustful nation. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you back. I'm glad to be back, uh, Dr. Vic Batista. As always, brother, it's a great blessing to study God's word with you and all of you who've tuned in. Oh, Nathan, it's exciting. Well, you were away uh, doing a conference and uh, convergence conference. Can you share with us a little bit about that before we jump into our topic? Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ, and we do that in a variety of ways. Number one is our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is aired on all the major Christian networks. Our website at ChristinProphecy.org, where we have a wealth of articles and videos to help you grow in your relationship with the Lord and get excited about a soon return. And we also hold conferences, both our annual big one here in Dallas, Texas, but also regional, so we can connect with people who watch our television program. Last year, we were out in Nevada with Billy Crone. This year, we were with Pastor Steve Heaster in Pennsylvania, and it was a blessed conference. Uh, Tim Moore and myself were there speaking, Pastor Heaster. Uh, we also brought Mondo Gonzalez from Prophecy Watchers and Al Gist from Maranatha Evangelistic Ministries, and we covered the convergence, what is God doing in world politics? Folks like to watch this conference, it's going to remain on our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel. Just uh, type in Christ in Prophecy on YouTube, and on our playlist is the Convergence Conference, and we have all six sessions listed right there. And we cover topics related from how Russia and China fits into end times, as well as Israel and the Middle East, the United States, uh, and we also had a good Q&A session at the end, too. So uh, check it out on our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel. You can also get to it through our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Yeah, wonderful resources for those of you that are part of this program. Very exciting. We do have the opportunity to travel and uh, speak at different uh, churches. And I'll speak also in Spanish if the opportunity comes in bilingual. So, Nathan, that's the wonderful thing. It's you, myself, Patrick Oliver. Uh, 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 and, and it's just a nice team that uh, we're all here to serve together. Uh, also, um, a lot of wonderful resources so people can get a hold of. And also, uh, Donald Dalmas, also uh, uh, in Defensa de la Fe, that's an outreach ministry of Lamb Lion Ministries. And it's just a lot of wonderful ways, right, Nathan, for people to get God's word prophetically. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've dedicated our lives to proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. And so we're trying to reach as many people as we can, as quickly as we can. 
Uh, Vic, I know you're you're actually teaching online Bible prophecy classes. Maybe folks would like to hear about those and if there's a chance they can sign up or when they can sign up. Nathan, absolutely. They can check it out at cca.university. More information, of course, they can reach out to us, 305-992-9537. It's exciting. There seems to be a hunger for Bible prophecy in a certain a group of people that want to dive deeper in understanding prophecy. And I'm teaching a Bible prophecy basics course. Uh, we're using um, our ministries, uh, Lamb Lion Ministries materials, Dr. Reagan's book on the basics of Bible prophecy, and also the book that you and I wrote, God's Mighty Angels or the Mighty Angels of Revelation. And those will be the materials that we will make available to students when they come to this one day course. And it's an eight hour course from eight in the morning uh, to four in the afternoon. It's a hybrid course. I will be teaching it live uh, in different locations. And this one is coming up on the 29th here in the Daytona Beach area. Uh, and, and of course, uh, and on the future, we'll be doing this on Saturdays, at different churches or venues as they give us the opportunity. But Nathan, it's a great opportunity for individuals to get grow deeper in prophecy as we go over the Bible prophecy basics, such as uh, the, the rapture, uh, the signs of the times, uh, uh, you know, the tribulation, uh, what is pre-trib, those kind of things that sometimes people hear, but they don't understand and we want to walk them through that through this and also break out into small groups, have group discussion and then have Q&A sessions, uh, a quiz. Uh, and then we'll close at the end of the day. Uh, so it's a fun it's a fun way to teach prophecy and it's a way to get it out into different places. So thank you for asking, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that's exciting. I hope people sign up for these. Uh, Vic's a great teacher. I think folks are going to love these classes that he's starting and uh, help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Uh, man, another another resource. Uh, well, Nathan, as you know, that there is such a lack of Bible prophecy teaching teachers and pastors. Uh, you know that because you teach all, all over the nation. You're you're uh, on the Internet uh, and you hear the lack out there. So it's a great it's great when you and I and others get to um, invest in people that are hungry. I like to call them hungry students. Uh, so therefore, it's just nice to be able to. Uh, uh, to share God's word and talk about his soon return. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm so excited we're going through Ezekiel. It's a difficult chapter, but uh, if you understand the bigger picture in Bible prophecy, it starts making sense. You know, Nathan, and that's a, that's a very good point. You and I have been making our way through Ezekiel, and uh, we were in chapter 16 in, in our last session, and we began to look there at the condition of Israel how God had blessed them, he cleansed them, he cleaned them like a newborn baby. Uh, and then we, we started to look at their turning from God, their rejection, and also the um, uh, how sad that is when we see uh, this spiritual harlotry as well as, in a sense, physical harlotry with them as a nation. And as we pick it up in chapter 16, verses 31 through 34, we want to encourage anyone that's tuned into the program, hey, get your Bibles and follow along with us as we continue making our way through the book of Ezekiel. So, Nate, would you be able to uh, open us up there in chapter 16, verses 31 through 34, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Yeah, sure. And let me give you a little background first, uh, if you're just joining us now, is that as we go through the book of Ezekiel, we got to remember this is about uh, 2,600 years ago. The nation of Israel uh, has been already taken by the Assyrians in 722 and dispersed. So all that was left was the nation of Judah, the southern two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. And uh, they lasted until about 586 B.C. before the Lord gave them over to Babylon 
to go into exile for 70 years. And the reason he did that is because for hundreds of years, they repeatedly, repeatedly became as evil and wicked as their neighbors and rejected God. And so finally, the only thing that snapped them out of their sin and their idolatry is to send them into exile. So Ezekiel was one of the early, uh, happened to Nebuchadnezzar took the in waves, he started exiling the people. And so Ezekiel would believe, I believe, that one of the first waves. And, but he's returned, and now he's, his ministry is to Jerusalem to warn them that the Lord is going to exile them for their sins. And right now, as we get into chapter 16, what he's doing is he's comparing Ezekiel uh, to, excuse me, Ezekiel is comparing Jerusalem to a newborn baby that was left to die, but God came by, picked it up, cleaned it, raised it, helped it grow and mature. But as soon as that baby became an adult, started running away from him and chasing after other people. And, and so the Lord is comparing Jerusalem to a harlot who's committing spiritual harlotry against their father, God. So we pick up here in verse 31. You erected your shrine at the head of every road and built your high place in every street. Ye were not like a harlot because you scorned payment. You are an adulterous wife who takes strangers instead of her husband. Men make payment to all harlots. But you make payments to all your lovers and hired them to come to you from all around for your harlotry. You're the opposite of other women in your harlotry because no one solicited you to be a harlot and that you gave payment, but no payment was given you. Therefore, you are the opposite. Nathan, that what a sad indictment when we read this. Uh, you know, uh, here this whole chapter has a lot to say uh, in terms of harlotry. I love the book uh, again that we referenced last week uh, uh, regarding a uh, Hosea that you wrote uh, with Mr. Howell, and it's really oh, yeah. journeys of the minor prophets. Uh -huh. Yeah, but, yes, and um, again for anyone who's also uh, interested, they can pick that up uh, through the ministry. But you made such a wonderful correlation there in terms of Israel's turning their back on God. Well, I didn't have to make the correlation. <laughs> That's what God was making the correlation. He ordered uh, Hosea, his prophet, uh, who had been a number of decades earlier than Ezekiel here. Uh, he was ministering to the northern tribes. And uh, the Lord said, go take a harlot to be your wife or a wayward woman. Eventually she'd become a harlot. And that's a, and so his example, this is what's called acting prophecy. In other words, he was living out his message. And so what did Gomer do to Hosea? She kept running off and, and dating other men or sleeping with other men until the point where that she became so degraded that she had to pay men to come see her until she ended up being so uh, debt ridden that Hosea had to buy her off the auction block. And that whole situation is a scene of what God does when we're rebellious against him, wayward against him. Uh, and what ends up being is that the Lord, through Jesus Christ, sacrificed on the cross, buys us back by his shed blood. Well, here in Jerusalem's point, he's saying, hey, okay, I just compared you to a harlot, but let's let's go one step further here. You're even worse. At least harlots ask for money. Uh, nobody solicited you. You went and solicited them. So you're the one who goes and buys harlots, is what he's comparing to, because, again, the, the people of, of Israel were supposed to get rid of all their idolatrous neighbors, and instead they kept them around and adopted their customs. So, again, the Lord's not saying that Jerusalem is committing harlotry, though I'm sure many people in it were, but that they were committing spiritual harlotry. Nathan, and that's a very good point you're making, because oftentimes people don't think that uh, they don't take spiritual harlotry 
uh, seriously. Uh, yet the Bible does uh, have something to say about that. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses uh, 27 through 32, Nate, uh, remind us of something uh, that is very important that God also takes uh, very seriously. And it says there in Matthew 5, verse 27, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery uh, with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to, uh, uh, to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right eye has caused you to sin, cut it off or cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast uh, into hell. Uh, and Nathan, uh, again, we're talking about a, situa a, a situation that oftentimes is not visible on the outside, but is going on in the inside, in the hearts and the minds of the people. As you just pointed to us here, that's what Israel was doing. And that's an extremely hard passage. I remember when I was young for years thinking, is he serious? I mean, <laughs> if you're looking at a woman lustfully, uh, uh, am I supposed to poke my eye out or chop my hand off? Or man, I, I struggled with that when I was young. I'm like, and it took <laughs> some wisdom and maturity to in studying of the Bible to learn that the Lord's making a comparison here. He's saying, he's saying it's better if you have these parts removed than if it causes you to sin. And so what he's saying is sin is serious. And brother, we live in a time period where people think of sin as nothing. I mean, fornication is just accepted. It's just the norm. Adultery, well, you don't like your wife, you should be happy. Go cheat on somebody. Uh, you don't like your same sex, you want to dabble in the weird and the creepy, then yeah, go start chasing after uh, uh, people of the same sex or children or animals. I mean, it, again and again, it, it's about the heart issue, and that's what the Lord wants. He wants our hearts, and, and, that's, and covenants matter to him. So as we read the Old Testament, he's repeatedly making a comparison between Israel and, as a wife to him because it's the same covenant. A covenant between a husband and wife should be love for each other only, to never cheat on each other or think thoughts of others, but to stay committed to each other throughout their lives. And that's what the Lord's looking for, his followers. He wants his followers to do the same thing, to be committed to him, to not chase after idols. Uh, the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments are that. You know, uh, God first and no idols. And so here the lesson that we read about in the Old Testament is just as relevant to us today. Nathan, and that is a very good point. And you and I have been married to our lovely wives for many years. I'm going, gosh, I'm oh, 27 years married, Nathan. And you almost just as long, right? Yeah, I'll be 26 next month. What what a blessing that is, Nathan. And along the way, uh, of course, it hasn't always been fun or, or easy. Uh, marriage is not easy, but yet we're called to be committed. We're called to be spiritually and physically committed to our families, to our wives. And, and that's what God expects of his people. And you made a good point, Nathan. It's just sad today the way that people sort of throw this wonderful relationship around. Uh, uh, they don't they they, uh, they don't respect uh, oftentimes each other, the things of the Lord. But here the Bible says, you know what? God takes this very serious. God loves his people. Uh, it hurts God's heart uh, when they are living in harlotry and doing damage to themselves. And, and Nathan, there's a, a point there also in, in, in Hosea 
where God is, in a sense, going to divorce uh, these people. In, in other words, there is a time when that is allowable, when, when someone is no longer treating the relationship the way that it should be. Uh, uh, that's why when we look at Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses 31 um, uh, through 32, it says, Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say unto you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who divorces commits adultery. But here, spiritually, that, that's what started to happen, right, Nathan? The nation of Israel, uh, they wanted nothing to do with God. They were playing the harlot. And God, in a sense, says, well, you know what? I'm going to give you a certificate of divorce. Go do whatever you want. You know, And, and it's sad, but that happens. Right, right. And he did give them a certificate of divorce. But as we know from Bible prophecy, that God never stopped honoring his side of the covenant. So there will be a time when the Jewish people as a nation will come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Uh, we're living in a time period where the Jews are being gathered from all over the world back into the land of Israel. I mean, what nation comes back to life after being dead for 1900 years? Just like is, uh, we'll get later in Ezekiel chapters 35 and 36, excuse me, 36 and 37, will explain how God's going to resurrect this dead nation and give it life again. And we're seeing that today. Now, the Jewish people don't have a heart for Jesus. Um, the Messianics do. But uh, someday then we're, they're going to then give their hearts to the God because of the Gog and Magog war of Ezekiel 38 and 39. I'm getting really far ahead of myself here. <laughs> I want you to see that that Ezekiel is a progression. Now, God's, uh, God's taking us through, hey, this is your sin and this is what it is. He identifies it. Then he's going to identify this is your punishment. Then he's going to give them hope that I'm going to resurrect you. And then I'm going to give you a clean heart and we'll have perfect fellowship again. So at this stage in Ezekiel, we're in a, he's pointing out what their sins are. Absolutely. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into our Truth with Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're looking at the book of Ezekiel, talking about the topic, the lustful nation. Nathan, I love the way that you share that progression there. We want individuals who just tuned in to see what's going on, uh, what has been the progression of the nation of Israel as they have been turning their backs on God. Uh, we notice uh, the rejection there, but also we're going to get into his purpose, the discipline. God is not through with Israel. Uh, he has a plan and we're going to see that unfold. But in the meantime, we see what's going on there. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 35 says, now then, O harlot, hear the word of the Lord. Oh, Nathan, when I read that, it brings shivers down my spine because now God is going to say what's on his mind. <laughs> and that's reminiscent of Hebrews 10, 31, which says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You know, mm -hmm. we, I think so much of society thinks God's some kind of feeble old man up in the sky somewhere who's not paying attention. Uh, he, uh, if you ever uh, read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, I think they, they renamed God, God was a slarty Bartfast, and he was kind of a senile old guy who kept forgetting things. And that's why the universe was so messed up is because God didn't have his hands on the wheel anymore. I mean, such nonsense. Uh, but God... When Jesus returns to defeat his enemies, it says that he just speaks like with the sword of his mouth and his enemies melt in front of him. So we have a God that loves us. But as Hebrews 10, 31 says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. We need to respect the fact that he is the God of the universe and all powerful.
Mm. And, and Nathan, that's a good word. Maybe there's someone uh, tuning into a program right now, listening, and, and they recognize that there are some things in their lives uh, that are not pleasing to God. We want to encourage you while there is still time. Consider your ways, like the Bible says, and turn back to the Lord. Nathan, God never does anything without a cause, or, or, or he's a just God. And as we look there at verse 36 uh, of, of Ezekiel 16, verses uh 36 to 38, uh, he opens up with, with that word that I think is important. He says, thus says the Lord, because, and I, that, that word came to my mind. In other words, there's a reason because your, your filthiness, notice, was poured out and your nakedness uncovered on your harlotry with your lovers and with all your abomination idols because of the blood of your children, which you gave to them. Verse 37, surely, therefore, I will gather all your lovers with whom you took pleasure, all those who you loved and all those who you hated, I will gather them from all around against you and will uncover your nakedness to them that they may see all your nakedness. Wow. Verse 38 says, and I will judge you as a woman who breaks wedlock or sheds blood are judged. I will bring blood upon you in fury and jealousy. So, Nathan, when you were reading that in Hebrews 10, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and it's interesting. That because ought to be terrifying to everybody. I mean, he's listing what their sins are. And, you know, harlotry, spiritual harlotry, as we're reading here, there's even one step further here. What the Lord says, he says, because of the blood of your children, which you gave to them. I mean, what mother murders their child you know that it's just unfathomable to think of and yet that's what the people were doing we're not talking about just abortion at that time period you know, they really didn't have the medical means for wide-scale abortion so what they used to do is is when you had a baby you wanted to kill they had this this evil monstrous looking statue called Molech dedicated to the demon Molech and they would superheat the hands that were stretched out so hot that it was molten and they would place the unwanted baby on those hands and watch it burn in the flames and it was an offering to that idol and the jewish people had descended to about as evil as you could get murdering your own children offering them up as sacrifices now we can certainly make parallels today to abortion but uh, what we have here is just just shocking to think that that they were murdering their babies Nathan, and it's a sad state when a nation and a people uh, get to that point. And that's why we have to pray for the United States of America. We have to pray for our nation, because as we continue to look at this uh, chapter here in Ezekiel, we can see quite a bit of that uh, parallel with uh, the United States of America and certain practices even around the world. And this is why when people uh, uh, read in the Bible about idolatry and and, uh, and sacrifices, idol- uh, people think, oh, this is an ancient practice. That has nothing to do with today. But actually, we're doing the same thing today. We just modernize it. We put a, a, a different label on it and we'll dress it up differently. But we see a lot of these sins in our society today. Well, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, recently signed into law a he didn't they didn't label it a prenatal bill, but the perinatal, which means that you can abort your baby now in California up to 28 days old. That's infanticide. They are labeling the state 
as a tourist resort for people who can't get abortions in their states to come to California to get abortions and make it a vacation. He's even using Bible verses uh, to on his billboards, uh, trying to, you know, he uses the greatest command and the second is this, love your neighbors as yourself. He's putting that on the billboards saying that this is a biblical thing. It's okay. I mean, this is monstrous. And the state of Maryland is going to be voting on the same thing. So we're seeing in America, in America, that abortion, which is already widespread, but now infanticide is being legalized. And you know what happens when you get that bad? I think it's what we see here in Ezekiel. When a society grows so evil, the Lord will step in and judge it, just as he's judging Jerusalem here. He's going to judge us, too. I think God's judgment on America is right around the corner. Nathan, and as sad, and as, as sad as that might seem, you're absolutely right. To who much has been given, much is required. And uh, we just, uh, for whatever reason, rather than being thankful, we get comfortable, we become complacent, and we think, oh, God doesn't see, uh, God doesn't uh, uh, pay attention. And the reality is God has actually given us time to recognize our sin, to repent, to know that he loves us. But there will time that uh, the time will come when the door is going to be closed, Nathan. And we believe we are at the threshold because the Bible talks about clearly, Nathan, the next judgment is going to be that of fire. Of course, we believe the rapture of the church is going to take place first, but then that wrath is coming. And that's why we want to encourage those of you that are part of this program. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that is the most important thing right now. Apart from our relationship with the Lord, you too will be deceived and you too will be capable of committing such hideous crimes. Nathan, all the time people ask the same question when they look at the television, when they look at the hideous things that are going around the nation, they always say, well, how can people do this? That's exactly what we're saying here in the Old Testament. People do this when they turn away from God. Blindness comes over their hearts and their minds, and they're capable of really doing anything. And we call that demon possession. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I think as a materialistic society and a modernist society, we don't believe that demon activity is, we just kind of discount it. But uh, I've just seen in our lives, you know, you and I are uh, you know, near 50 each, and we're seeing that the world is, is just getting more and more accepting of spiritism, witchcraft, sorcery. Matter of fact, one of the main sins during the tribulation time period is sorcery and witchcraft. And uh, it's being more acceptable. And as it gets more acceptable, then so much more demonic activity comes in the open. And brother, these these drag queen story hours, this uh, San Francisco men's choir singing about we're coming after your children, uh, gay parades on Blue's Clues, preschool shows. I mean, we're seeing this in society. It's, it's getting evil and evil. The demons aren't even hiding anymore. And Nathan, and it's true. At one time, things used to be, uh, as we say, in the closet. But now the whole term coming out of a closet is as a whole new meaning to it. I mean, everything is in your face. And uh, we see, you know what? God is not going to turn a blind eye to this. God is a righteous God. And God will judge sin. And we want to say to those of you that are part of this program, open your eyes. Look for yourself. Look at what the Bible has to say. And you will see that these are definitely signs uh, of the times. And again, we want to encourage you to turn to Christ while there is still time. There's still an, op an opportunity for you. God loves you. But you have to take that first step in coming forward. So, Nathan, for that person that is out there that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, would you be able to share with them how they may enter into that relationship even right now? John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life salvation is open to any everybody but we have to accept it as the free gift that it is and so we come to the lord in faith and repentance praying from our hearts something like dear jesus i know i'm a sinner i've rebelled against you uh, please forgive me of my sin and become the lord and savior of my life Jesus will forgive you of your sins. The guilt will be washed away and you'll inherit eternal life with him. Excellent news. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that wonderful, wonderful invitation. And for those of you that maybe just trusted in Christ, wherever you are, we'd love for you to uh, let us know you received the Lord. Give us a call, 305-992-9537, text, or check us out. Again, ChristinProphecy.org. We want to rejoice with you and celebrate and give you a Bible study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. We would love to uh, uh, hear from you and celebrate uh, with you. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful invitation as we close our program. And we're so excited because we know that God is at work. Right. When we were created to have fellowship with the Lord, right now we're living in the time period where he's working towards bringing a remnant that believes in him to have fellowship with him forever. I hope you are a part of that remnant. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful day. The good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life.